It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Pull up your socks, straighten that headband. You are listening to the CHDO Chicago Marathon Podcast, a podcast for culture, community, and challenge that surrounds the world's fourth largest marathon. CHDO Marathon Podcast is presented by Goose Island, the official beer of CHDO. Find one of their Chicago locations at gooseisland.com forward slash locations. What's up, everyone? My name is Kevin Kaduk. I'm a first-time Chicago Marathon entrant. I'm also the head of content at CHGO, a digital sports network anchored in the West Loop. If you've never heard of us before, we cover all of the city's sports teams and throw cool events, and we just help build the fastest growing sports community in the city. Now, I'm excited to start CHGO Marathon because it's a little different from what we usually do here. Uh, well, also exactly the same. No, we're not centered around a professional sports team. But the running community is just as dedicated and fervent as any crowd you'll find at the United Center or Wrigley Field, maybe even more so. And just like the Bears, Bulls, or Blackhawks, the Chicago Marathon is deeply ingrained in our city's fabric. For one Sunday each October, it brings Chicago together in a way that really nothing else can. Uh, so I am really looking forward to getting started. And what are we planning with the CHGO Marathon podcast? Mostly we want to have a lot of fun while connecting with other people who are working towards that same finish line on October 8th. We're looking at roughly 12 episodes over the next four months featuring interviews with runners, organizers, volunteers, and anyone else who's interesting and connected with the Chicago Marathon. If you're excited about this podcast, you can help us grow by doing three things. First, follow us on Twitter at CHGO underscore marathon. Make sure you tell a friend, maybe someone who's also running the marathon or someone who's just thinking about it or likes things connected to Chicago. And then also make sure you leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast provider. All right, that monologue is over. How do I do, guys? That was pretty good. That was good. <laughs> Excellent. I was riveted. All right. Today I am joined uh, by CHGO baseball writer Jared Willis, who is also a first-time Chicago marathon entrant. You're an entrant until you start running. Yeah. You can't, you can't say your first time marathon <laughs> until you're fair. out there. Okay? Yeah, I haven't done it yet. And we're joined by a good friend and a four-time veteran of the Chicago Marathon, Andy Behrens of Yahoo Sports. Andy, welcome to CHGO. Hey, thank you. <laughs> oh, man, I have walk-up music and everything. I didn't even know. Um, yeah. it, is a, it is a pleasure to be here. It's fun to talk marathoning. This is typically something, there's not a lot of people in my life that like to hear about my own running, right? Like, it's kind of like fantasy sports in that way, right? Like, you I, can't tell people about your leagues. You can't really talk to people about your running. So this is fun. 
That's a, that's an interesting point. Yes, fantasy baseball and and marathon running do have because I I have felt that so far. I committed to running the marathon back in February, and I've mentioned it to some people, and you get a lot of a lot of that. Oh God, why would you want to ever want to do that? <laughs> I could never run that far, mm-hmm. and it's like. All right, cool. Like I'm actually trying to work towards a goal, man. Like why yeah. why are you bringing the negativity? You can usually talk to runners about it forever. Um, but you know, if if yeah. people, yeah, if if people are not runners, if people don't like have that little bug for like finishing a marathon at some point. They don't they don't always <laughs> want to hear your training stories. Well, I want to um I want to hear everyone's training stories. I want to connect with as many runners out there. We we announced this podcast last week. We announced the Twitter account. We're already building that. People are already suggesting guests. If you have a guest suggestion, uh, hit me up at Kevin at allchgo.com. Um, and we're just going to have a lot of fun. I've already ha- I have some guests lined up, but obviously plenty of other chair spots as well. Uh, Jared, um, uh, I didn't know that you were running this until I announced this. So I actually yeah. kind of felt kind of dumb. So you kept that, <laughs> no. you kept that close to your vest. Yeah, I I hadn't really, you know, shared that at all yet. So then, yeah, when I saw that this was happening, I said I reached out and said, "Hey, this might be fun to to talk about it um because it is my my first time doing it. Um I I ran a a half marathon last fall in September and just going through that process and preparing even to do that, you know, I found that I enjoyed it so much and wanted like the the next step up, the, a bigger challenge, which kind of led me to the Chicago Marathon, because everybody I've talked to who has done it has nothing but positive things to say about it. They all kind of talk the same way about the energy and the the experience of going through the city and the different neighborhoods and the people. And um, yeah, there's I've definitely encountered some who you know that who just they don't run and it's it sounds very daunting <laughs> to somebody who hasn't done it and honestly even having done the amount of running that I have it still sounds a little daunting but maybe that's something we can get into uh with the tips later but yeah I'm excited about um kind of going through again the process of preparing and having a schedule to the running and, and all that Andy do you remember your first Chicago marathon when was it Oh yeah. Um, so 1999, um, my, my wife and I both decided, just decided to do it just for like the sake of completing a marathon. I think Mm -hmm. I was, you know, like we were coming up on 30, I'm ancient. Um, we were coming up on like 30 years old and that seemed like a, I don't know, milestone birthday thing to do. We weren't hardcore runners. It was the sort of thing where like we were probably running two, three days a week just to, just to stay fit. Most of, most of what I was doing at the time was like rec league hoops, right? Like that is how that is, that was like my only thing. Um, but, uh, but running was, uh, you know, like, like anything else, it, it, it gave us a goal, um, it was hard. Right. Um, and we finished, but like we finished on fumes, like five hour marathoners, like back of the Packers, which was fine fun because mm-hmm. it actually allows you to take it like chicago is a beautiful course and yeah. the, the way the neighborhoods turn out is unlike anything else i've experienced and so like it it, it was a blast right i mean it was a blast until it wasn't until it got really hard at the <laughs> end but um but i yeah so we we did we did two or three um in fact the first three that i did were like 99 2000 2001 three in a just row. just to finish them like high fours, you know, other mm-hmm. side of five, whatever. I, w- I would say the the second two that I finished were a little bit more comfortable than the first. I did not know what I was in for with the first one. Did you feel like you had a good training base going to that first one? 
I, I, I probably was, um, I was probably a little too arrogant going into the first one, right? <laughs> okay. Like I was like, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm 28, 29 years old. I, I work out. <laughs> I'm going to, Did you run in fine. high school or no? No, no, yeah, no, no. Okay. Um, yeah, no. High school was, um, you know, the, the sort of standard issue sports, um, and then like same deal like when i when i got out into the world i wasn't really running regularly but when we decided to do it i feel like my wife decided to do it before i did um and then i was like well if you're doing it i gotta do it um and i was just like i i i didn't understand any of the like i didn't i didn't look hard enough into like what actually happens to you during the race and how difficult like that final you know like 12 kilometers 10 kilometers mm-hmm. can actually be and what's going on physiologically i had a plan i i basically followed the the running plan as as instructed but there's a you know it was one of those plans where like i don't think i went further than 18 miles on any long run or anything like okay. that and all the bad stuff happens after 18 miles so <laughs> <laughs> that's what they don't tell you yeah do you feel like there's a how much more information is now available to you in 2023 for a first time marathoner than what was available to somebody in 1999. Yeah, it's um, I, I'm I'm sure it's totally different, right? Yeah. Because there's so many there's so many publications out there. There's a million different podcasts you could listen to. There's there's all kinds of outlets that will give you reasonable training plans. Um, and it's just you know like YouTube opens up a lot of doors. You can hear about a lot of people's individual experiences. Um, yeah. So it's you know, but at the time you could still like, I don't know, you could follow a runner's world training plan. Like that was pretty good. It was, you know, there was enough information out there to help me sort of land the plane a little bit, but right. um, the, it's also one of those things where you just learn through personal experience and you learn out there. it's figuring out what works for you during a race is so much more important than, um, you know, all the data points that have worked generally for a lot of other people. Yeah. Uh, in the YouTube chat, Alec S says there are two races in a marathon: the first twenty and the yeah. last six point two. That's just a pure statement of fact. Like you'll you'll hear that <laughs> you'll hear that from so many people. Like we'll just you yeah. know, and you, you it doesn't really sink in. I think until you've until you've experienced it. But the people will commonly say the first half of the marathon is the first twenty miles, and you like you're gonna be feeling good. Like right. 17 miles into the race, you're gonna be feeling really good. And you like, ideally, I don't know, I've got a marathon coming up this weekend. Ideally, you can, you can feel pretty good. Like you can manage the race in such a way and you can manage your own like nutrition and fueling mm-hmm. and all that in such a way that you're feeling pretty good in the, in the back 8K, 10K as well. Um, but that, that really takes some getting used to and you have to yeah. experience it at least once before you get it. So as you mentioned, you're actually running the uh, Grandma's Marathon uh, what, a week Duluth, from? Duluth, yeah. Yeah, in Duluth. That's one of the big marathons uh, in America. It's not one of the majors, but it's uh, it's kind of a bucket list marathon for people. I'm really looking forward to being there. It's a it's a good field size. I think the field size is like 9,000. It's it's basically along Lake Superior, which is, yeah. you know, it's it's beautiful up there. So I'm looking forward to that. It's reasonably fast, reasonably flat. Um, I think it's like a net downhill overall. I don't, I don't have like a specific time goal for the whole thing, but mm-hmm. I mean, you, you probably experience the same thing I do. We live in Chicago, like you can't find hills here. So I like, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> signing up for some like rolling hills marathon or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, shout out to everyone in the YouTube chat. Uh, Level up with Jake's throwing out some good comments there. Hey, Jake. Uh, make sure you throw us a like. 
Jake says five hours is a good time. I'd, I'd take that. I, I would be pleased with that, yeah. especially as a, a first-timer. That's kind of what I'm going for. Yeah. So Jake says, what's everyone's finish time goal? Uh, we, we are going to get to goals here in a little bit. Uh, I, I want to talk just maybe a little bit about my story, what got me into this. I'm 44 years old. Everyone was like, why are you doing this? And I kind of made the joke, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in 40s. I'm just, you know, a guy living in the suburbs. What else are you supposed to do? But <laughs> um, truthfully, it's always been something I've wanted to do. Chicago Marathon, to me, has just always been one of the city's best events. I've always gone out there to support my friends who are running. Uh, I'd like to post up in Greek town and, and go up, you know, I, I never really go north. Sometimes I'm in, uh, in old town, but old town, Greek town, and then, then go to the finish line. Um, and I've all, it's always kind of something that I've wanted to do and I've just never gotten over that. I, like I've just never worked up the courage, right? I've run a lot of half marathons you know, I've run rock and roll half marathons, a couple out in the suburbs, um, you know, probably six, seven or eight of them enjoyed doing that i never thought when i finished that i could be like okay now turn around and and, and do it you know <laughs> yeah. run back to the, the, the starting line that's nothing i ever wanted to do um last last fall i came in here for bear sunday and i had to get off at a different exit because it's it's blocked off down here on on racine because the marathon goes right by whitney young and when I parked, I kind of saw all the excitement. And last year was the absolute best weather you could possibly ever have for the Chicago Marathon. And I walked in here and Mark Carmen was like, let's run it next year. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And now Carm has now, he hasn't held up his end of the bargain, <laughs> but that stuck with me. Um, and I thought it, it, I thought it was something that I wanted to do. Um, add to that the fact that I'm running it for a charity uh, named Cal's Angels, and I'll get this get into this in a, a later episode that is uh, helping out a member of my family, uh, pediatric cancer. Um, my cousin Laura is running it for, for her son, and I said, all right, sign me up. This is, everything's kind of aligning. If I'm not going to do it now, when am I going to do it? So I'm really looking forward to the challenge. Uh, week one training started last week. And uh, right now I'm feeling great about it. <laughs> Ask me again in a month or two. I don't know. Right. But um, I do know that if I am going to run this, I'm going to have to connect with people who like doing it, uh, who are into it, who have done it before, who are doing it for the first time. So I'm, I'm really appreciative of both of you guys being here um, and then everyone else who, um, you know, I, I hook up with over the next four months. So Chicago Marathon 2023, let's do it. You know, one of the really nice things about like your first training cycle for your first marathon is that like you're hitting all these hurdles that you've never hit before. And yeah. that's just cool. Like, you know, people go through like, oh, that was my first eight mile run. That was my mm -hmm. first half marathon. That's the first time I've reached 15 miles. That's mm -hmm. there's just a bunch of firsts along the way that are really gratifying. So, man, kind of kind of envious. I don't know if I would want to do it if I didn't live in the area i don't know if i'd want to do just a regular marathon you know what i mean because there's obviously a lot of different marathons that are run you know there's one in door county right which i'm sure is pretty whatever but it's not the same sort of thing as like chicago right well one of the things i've heard kind of on that note is part of what makes the chicago marathon so special is that you have the energy of the people who are there to watch almost the entire time because yeah. i've talked to people who have run other marathons that are 
there's stretches where you're more by yourself mm-hmm. and they've talked about how just mentally that's so much tougher because mm-hmm. you don't get to kind of draw from the energy of some of the people that, that are there watching. I'm thinking, for instance, there's the Fox Valley. That's the half marathon that I did last year. But, you know, I had a friend who ran the full the same day and he talked about that. He said there were long stretches where it's just like you're running along the river and there's really nobody there. And it gets mentally like it gets tough because yeah. you're, you're by yourself. So I, I think you know Matt Lindner, uh, you know, Twitter gadfly, uh, man about town. <laughs> he said this is the closest that guys to us will ever feel to being a professional athlete. Do you agree with that? Yeah, well, for a Because couple, of the people cheering and... For, yeah. for a couple of reasons. One, because there's, like, it's, it's one of the few uh, events of this sort that, like... The pros are in the same race that you are. It right. doesn't. It doesn't feel like they are. Um, <laughs> you never like, see them. <laughs> in fact, it's one of the. It's one of the more. I don't know. Like mentally, it can be a challenging moment on the course because like the the winner is done and you're yeah. in old town or you're in, you know, you're, you've barely hit the West loop or That's something, something like I'm that. Compl- that. That is not going to catch me by surprise, Andy. And then you, well, you just, you start to hear, Oh, people are finishing this thing. <laughs> I have, I have 13 miles. Yeah, But you're like, also oh, yeah. I started 45 minutes late. So, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. So that, so that gets you, um, you might like catch a glimpse of the actual, like, first of all, like family members, friends who are going to turn out and support you. Yeah. They should get there so they can see the elites because it is a totally different sport among the elites. It is beautiful. Like, I think that one of the reasons I really got into it, you know, I was telling you, my wife and I ran our early marathons and then I, and then I got into it again in a different way and in a much more like personally competitive way Mm -hmm. later on. Some of the fact is some, or one of the reasons for that is that we lived on, we lived on Sedgwick for a little while and we were on the marathon course right there. And like, seeing the elites come by and how like they're performing a different action than you are right like you can't you can't hear their feet hit the street really like they're they're so smooth they're standing so differently from like they're running faster than if i were on a moped like yeah yeah like you like you can really go through the calculations like i can maybe run 200 meters 300 meters as fast as they're running entire damn marathon and that's like Mm it's a little intimidating but it's anyway it's cool to be in the same experience that like you're in the same race you're literally in the same sporting event as some of the best athletes in the world and then you're getting all this feedback from a crowd that you just, I don't know, maybe you had that in like high school basketball or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah. But you haven't had that in forever and that's awesome. Um, it's great. And Chicago is, uh, there can't be, I don't know. I haven't done every marathon, right? I haven't done every major or anything mm-hmm. like that. I know Boston's great. I know New York's great. There can't be very many cities in the world that turn out the way Chicago does and the way the neighborhoods do. Alex says, uh, marathons can be like golf courses if you get into it you start seeing certain courses and saying, I'd love to experience that one. Also, shout out to my man, Marcos Bueno. He's a guy that uh, we've made friends with since launching CHGO, and he's running it. He says, what's up, fellas? Kevin, thanks for this podcast. I'm on the same training level. Love the Chicago running community. We are a lot and proud. Looking forward to all of us on the journey towards October. So this is what I'm talking about. This is why we started the CHGO Marathon podcast, because I, I think there's going to be a lot of people we're connecting with. Also, shout out to Baloney Fonseca. Credit to you, Kevin. I've thought about it for a long time. Have family that run it every year. I never committed to more than a half marathon. Well, it's time. Uh, Baloney was on uh, the White Sox podcast on Saturday, uh, su- uh, Sunday, I think. So now, now you need to make a, a guest appearance maybe on next year's marathon <laughs> podcast. So. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice 
the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. All right, let's talk about goals for the 2023 Chicago Marathon for me and Jared. Uh, you have goals for the grandma's one that you're running up in Duluth, Andy. Uh, Andy, do you want to go first and, and say what you're, what you're trying to do? Yeah. Um, we, we were talking about this a couple days ago. I like, I seriously marathons that I enter now, um, I have like, but one goal and I, I want to get the, I want to get the final 10 K. Um, right. I, I want to smooth that out. Right. Cause <laughs> I've, I've run, you know, this will be my 12th marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've made roughly the same mistake, different, you know, different variations on the same mistake in most of them. Right. Which is, which is to hold a pace for, you know, 20 miles and whether it's like the way I plan out the fueling, the way, the way I, you know, the mistakes Mm -hmm. that I make along the way, like at some point in every race, there's a moment where you're like, man, I feel awesome. I'm going to throw in like a, you know, 730 mile. I've got got a little downhill here. I'm going to bank a little time. You're going to, you're going to come up with all kinds of ideas that are actually terrible ideas and they can screw (laughs) and they can screw you up in the, at the end of the race. So are these ideas you had before the race or while you're out there? You'll, you'll, one of the things you'll realize is that you just get stupid as the, as the race goes along. And some of it is just the, you know, you're Jared's looking uncomfortable for the people listening to this podcast right now. Like, you know, you'll react to the crowd a little bit. Um, that's really fun. And you, you know, you also get that little runner's high at some point in the race, maybe it's 13, 14 miles in, you're feeling good. Um, and you're like, oh man, I got a, I got a little downhill section here. I'm going to mm-hmm. bank a little time and you'll just do some things that you ought not, you should not be doing. Um, and they come back to bite you. I, in January, I ran the rock and roll Arizona marathon and I went out at a very deliberate pace and, and I held it for a long time and I was, I was pretty steady, pretty conservative. And that is as close as I have ever come to like real, every marathon is like, the, the end for me is like just a controlled crash landing. Right. And, and, but that one was the, the smoothest that I've okay. ever managed. Right. Okay. Um, I almost always, at some point, most runners don't go through this necessarily, but at some point I'll always like cramp up. Something will cramp up. It didn't hit me until like 25.9 miles oh, in, no. that, in that, which is bad, but I, at least I could see the finish and yeah. I worked out the cramp and I finished the thing. And it was that, that was about as smooth as any, as any closing 10 K has ever been. Most of the miles were, um, I think all the miles were like sub nine minutes, which isn't great. And it's not the way I started out, but it was, it felt comfortable. I didn't feel terrible at the end. And so like, I feel like I really got it. Like I, I really started to manage that final 10 K well. And so it's really all I want to do in this one is, is equal or improve on that experience. Like once okay. I, once I finally get the end of the race to a, to a point that I feel like I, I understand the way to fuel for it. And I, I, you know, I feel like I can really sort of land the plane safely. Um, then, then I'll work on overall time goals for the thing. Okay. So do your second goal is finish under three forty. 
if I, yeah, if I do the first thing, I'm yeah. definitely doing the second thing. Right. Because like most of my, I, I don't know, I think my last like eight marathons have all been somewhere in between like 320. I've, I've broken 330 one time. Okay. Uh, it was the Bayshore marathon, which is really lovely. It's up in Traverse city. You run along the lake the whole time. It's great. Um, so I had like, that was a good experience for me. Um, this last Arizona was a good experience, but like when I bomb them, it's still like 345, 344, something like that. It's not too bad, but you still, it's no fun to detonate at the end and then you yeah. know barely crawl across the finish. And then three, bring home Betty's pies. What what is <laughs> Betty's pies and what what pies are you bringing home? Yeah, what I was flavor? looking at um, some uh, some discussions of the Greater Duluth area yeah. and like, and this is just really a reminder to like if you if you travel for a race or anything like that, like you know uh, whether it's whether it's Duluth, Minnesota, or whether you go to New York for for the New York City Marathon, um, like really experience the city because it's. The race generally is just a beautiful way to experience any city, right? You'll right. find that in Chicago. That's true anywhere. Um, you, like, make sure that you get out and do the things that you should do in the place where you're where you're running this thing. And there's, I don't know, apparently there's a place called Betty's Pies where you can't make a reservation um, in Two Harbors, Minnesota, that um, where many locals claim the best pies on earth uh, come from. So I'm, I'm anxious to try that. I like to when I when I go up to to the Twin Cities. I like to stop at a Norski Nook on the way home. You ever been to Norski Nook? <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, you have to bring your own pie tins, or they charge you six or seven dollars. So I don't know. If, I don't know if Betty's the oh, same way. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, that's business. incredible. You might want to bring your own pie tins, Andy. Uh, Jared, what what are your goals for the twenty twenty three Chicago Marathon? Um, well, I, yeah, the, my time goal is a lot different, but you know, <laughs> um, and I'm basing so I. I picked five hours and I'm kind of basing this on my experience with the half marathon back in September. So I think I finished in like 223. And so I want to be realistic about what's possible. Um, cause if I'm being really honest, it's mostly just about finishing. Um, if it's a little over five hours, I don't think I'm going to be disappointed because my primary goal is I'm doing this for the first time. I just, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. So but I looked at, you know, 223, what's kind of realistic, like, obviously, you double that, but at the same time, I'm not going to hold the same pace as I did, you know, for a race that's half as long, because Kevin, like you said, mentally, just the thought of what it felt like finishing 13 miles, and then imagining, okay, now do that again. That's, you know, that's daunting a little bit. So absolutely. um, But yeah, so kind of looking at five hours. And and that's one of the things that I'm working on now is just is really developing a sense for what a comfortable pace is and something that I can maintain over a longer stretch of time. Because when I go on some of my longer runs, what I've noticed is, you know, I can be pretty quick coming out of the gate, but then some of those later miles, I slow down. And so trying to find the the, the right pace to start with. And that's something that I can hold. And so that's, that's something that I'm, I'm working on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of on that note, one of the other goals that I had was just, you know, I want to don't let it, you know, the goals two and three are kind of similar, but I want to enjoy the process as much as the experience, because last year during the summer, you know, working on getting ready to run a half marathon, I have very fond memories of, some of those longer runs that I took, you know, going out and doing eight, nine, 10 miles just on my own, like that felt like a really big accomplishment. And I do remember the first time I ran six 
that was like, yeah. I'd never done that before. Yeah. And I took a screenshot of, you know, on my, you know, my app on my phone and I sent it to my wife and I'm like, look, I did six miles because I felt so, you know, I felt so good about it. And yeah, just had really fond memories of the process. And so, you know, you can't replicate that exactly, but I enjoyed that so much that I want to, you know, really keep that in mind as I'm preparing. Cause I know that some of those runs are going to be hard when it's summertime and I'm going out and doing 18 miles. Like that's, that's not easy. So, um, just mentally thinking about it that way. Yeah. And I got into, I know I saw Jake ask the question, how, how we, uh, got into running. Um, and for me, it was something that like, I was not a runner at all until about two years ago and then just in I was at the time I was 39 years old and was thinking about like okay my next birthday I'm going to be 40 and not feeling like I was in the shape that I wanted to be in and so running was something that I said you know I know I can go out and do this as a way of helping me just get better shape and my very first run I mapped out like exactly a mile (laughs) because at the time I'm like that's as much as I can handle let's go out and do it. And then just gradually it became something that I was like, I'm really enjoying this. Like I wouldn't, if you had asked me two years ago, are you a runner? Do you like running? I would have (laughs) said, heck no. Um, but the more I've done it, the more I feel like I just, I like it. I I enjoy doing it. So, um, what I don't want to let happen. And this is, I think my second goal that I put up there is just, I don't want it to ever then start to feel like it's a chore. Okay. I'm only doing this because it's something I have to do. Um, I like doing it now. I go out and do it because I really want to. Yeah. And I want to maintain that feeling as much as I can. What's, what's funny is I, 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 I'm attracted to running because I do just kind of like getting out. I mean, so much of our jobs now we're tied to screens, we're tied to a chair and to get out there and actually enjoy that. Um, I just love now, the ironic part is I love the technology aspect of it. I love tracking things on <laughs> yeah. the Apple Watch. I love the Nike yeah. Run Club. Um, last four or five years, I've gotten super into Orange Theory. And part of the reason is because they track everything you do. You yeah. wear the heart rate monitor, and you try to you know beat your benchmarks, and you do that. And it's, it's something I've never held a workout program longer than I have with Orange Theory. Um, now, building up on that, I'm like, okay, now I need to take this and – finally apply this towards a marathon and it's a finite challenge too which is part of the other you know Mm -hmm. at chc right now this is an ongoing challenge there's always going to be another game to cover another season chicago marathon like this has got an actual end date on here and you're working (laughs) towards it i love that so um, i actually wanted to write a little bit more about that as we go on Uh, marco says will there be any chco marathon merch i think absolutely we have that great uh, sneaker logo as designed by our design czar, Eric and DNVR, by the way, congratulations to the Nuggets crew. Um, but yeah, we're definitely looking towards that as we build this community. So uh, as long as we keep on building, we'll definitely have those shirts. That's uh, by the way, that's such a good idea. Like I'm, yeah. I'm happy to rock a, a CHGO singlet um, in any race. Singlet, you're, yeah, you're, that would, yeah, I didn't even think awesome. about the singlets. Like we should definitely yeah. do that. You should do that. Yeah, Baloney says, I know it's a wild way, but have you thought about your race day fit? Look good, feel mm. good, run good. 
I haven't thought about it yet. Okay, listen, Bologna is actually getting to a really good point here that is a key piece of marathon advice that I doubt he intended to give. But, okay. <laughs> um, and this is uh, this applies generally to any the longer race that you do. Um, like there needs to be a dress rehearsal in which everything that you wear and everything that you ingest on race day, you're, you're like you're doing in training, right? Yeah. Like no surprises on race day. Um, and that obviously it applies to like any, any nutrition that you're bringing on the course. You got to make sure that you're going to be able to process that and that you can actually choke it down when you're like 12 miles, 16 miles into a race. Clothes are the same way. Like right. how is this? I, I might like the way it fits um, at the start of a race. Yeah, how, yeah. how do I like it when it's drenched in sweat and I'm yeah. 18 miles in? We're going right? to have conversations that I don't know if I'm prepared to have on this on this podcast. Well, I mean, I got <laughs> next honest, four months. The first thing that came to mind was uh, Andy from the office when he runs the 5K. And, well, I was thinking know, of the nipple chafing. The nipple chafing. That was the so. first thing. The first time I ever saw that in my life was at the Chicago Marathon, and I have never seen it in real life, and it's <laughs> horrifying. I was. It's horrifying. It's so weird. I've just never seen it. I don't know. Girls I'm, wear sports bras, though, so I guess that's never, like, I didn't think I'm glad that you guys brought it up because I was yeah. like, should I even bring this up with those guys? No, but, like, that yeah. is That's a like, problem. It's, it's a question that I have. Like, a little sure. bit of body glide <laughs> is essential. Yeah, I already uh, Yeah, I already didn't have body glide on hand. I did six miles over, over the weekend, and I was like, I'd need this after six miles. Like, shit. <laughs> Yeah, and like you need to be like a like a like an artist with it too, right? Yeah. Like you you need to go a little little further the Van, than the Van Gogh with the body glass. Yes. What about like tape? Is tape good or is it just gonna like fall off after you know I once you're sweating? I think it's too likely to actually fall off, but like. Body glide will do the job. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, it doesn't have to be body glide. I'm sure there's a million other products yeah. that do the same thing, but like if you forget it and you realize about five, six miles into a race that, Oh man, I forgot to do that this morning. You should just stop. You should just, you should just, <laughs> you should just stop and sign yourself up for another fall marathon. Cause it, I, I don't know that's worth it. Okay. All right. I'm going to get my goals a little bit. Uh, number one, I'm just, I'm just, I just want to finish. I don't want to get hurt. I want to finish. Um, it's my first marathon. I thought about it, about it, attaching a time and I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I think that's fine for you. For me, I just thought, I don't want to put five hours on there. I, I do think five hours is, breaking five hours is reasonable for, for where I'm at. Um, but let's say it's, you know, an 87 degree day, right? Yeah. That's yeah. going to go out the window, right? And I don't want to feel disappointed right. uh, on that day or, or whatever. So uh, what, number one is just finish. Um, what did I have for number two? Our producer's talking to brags. What I have for number two? Completely blanking. Oh, here we go. No regrets. Yeah. So th that just kind of ties into, I don't want, I just want to be prepared. Yeah. Uh, I've run a lot of half marathons and I've run with varying levels of discipline with the program. Sometimes I haven't prepared at all. Sometimes I've, you know, I've been prepared for the marathon. You have to be prepared. Right. And I don't want a segment of completely follow it to the letter, but I'm going to come pretty close, right? Because I don't, on October 8th, I don't want to feel like, okay, I could have done more. So uh, number two is no regrets. And then number three is a charity component. I'm running for Cal's Angels and I want to raise $5,000. Uh, I think I'm at like 1500 already. So um, I have a lot of friends and family that have ponied up for that. I think 5000 is uh, more than achievable with this platform. So I'm excited for that. And we'll talk more about Cal's Angels as this podcast goes on. But, uh, yeah, do a little bit of good, get in shape. 
I want to cut a little bit of weight. Uh, I'm at like, I haven't been able to cut a lot of weight from Orange Theory just because I just haven't really improved my diet. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've done Orange Theory to, uh, you know, finance the beer and pizza that I put in my body. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I think that needs to change. Um, So I'm paying a little bit more attention to diet as we go on. Look, it's a lot easier to run a marathon if you're carrying 15 or 20 fewer pounds around. So, I mean, I feel good with where I'm at. I you know, generally feel good with my fitness level, but if I can shed any excess baggage, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that. So, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you because that was sort Jared's of a, like, yeah, you definitely need to lose. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> no, I, I was going to say, I uh, like I said earlier, that was one of the initial reasons I started running was to help yeah. with help with that. And it was, yeah, you diff, I, I feel a big difference in, you know, how I felt running early on versus how I feel now. And a lot of that has to do with mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of pounds that I was carrying around two years ago that. I'm not anymore. anymore. And it's some of it is like, I've been surprised at, you know, things that I would feel running before that I don't anymore. Like, you know, Hmm. it band stuff that I think as I've gotten better at stretching and some of those kinds of things, but also just not carrying around some extra weight. I think it helps, uh, my knees, you know, don't, you know, I don't feel like pain in my knees at all, which is like you said about not getting hurt. That's always sort of something that's on my mind is, I don't want to, you know, I want to do things that I can to avoid an injury or, or something like mm. that that's going to get in my way. And I do think that, yeah, not carrying as much weight does make a big difference. I don't really want to talk about injuries and just, just don't jinx it. <laughs> I just don't want to jinx things, yeah. but I'm with you. I mean, what are, what are, what's your advice for kind of avoiding things like that? I've been, you know, I've been pretty lucky since I've been um, serious about running. Um, I think... I think one of the the smartest things you can do, and it's probably it's probably something that was really helpful to me along the way, is this is maybe nine or ten years ago when I got really serious into like I want to I want to figure out the marathon distance and I want to get better at this. Um, I I ramped up my mileage incrementally, right? Like I didn't just go from eh, twenty miles a week to let's let's see what forty five feels like, right? Because I feel like that's where that's where yeah. injuries happen, like. Yeah. A, a huge jump in mileage, um, a, a big sort of moonshot swing. It, it's something that you've not done before. That's that's probably where injuries happen. So if I like, as my mileage climbed, it was like I'm I'm probably averaging any given week right now. I'm probably at around 50 miles. Right. Um, okay. Took took me years to get there. It took me a long time to get there. That was not like a hey, I'm just gonna see how 50 miles feels. Right. I, I ramped up really slowly and the. Like it's one of the great things about running, um, one of the, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's not one of the great things about it, but you can't like, there's no way to get better at it except by doing more of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Or, or doing it smarter. Um, and, uh, uh, you just can't, that's, that's why it's such a party at the end of a race, right? Like we all know yeah. what everybody else has been through to get to a, to get to a finish line. So I, I think that's uh, that's kind of an interesting point because as I've kind of like, I'm running, uh, I'm running the Kara program, novice two. Um, and right now, like I, I rate all my runs on a five-star basis and right now everything feels like a five-star, right? <laughs> and that, that, it's been like, you know, three miles, right? So I'm like, all right, should I be running four or five miles? And I just kind of had to remind myself, yeah, let's just do this, right? Like, let's get this done. And it, it kind of applies to your actual in-race, like judgment, you know, like don't get o- over your skis, um, because eventually all this mileage is going to build yeah. and 
the, I don't need to be running this stuff right now. So well, the other thing, the other, I, I'm, excuse me. The other thing that has really helped me is, um, I've, and it took me years to do this, right? Like when I first got into it, I wanted every run to be fast, right? Like yeah. I, I liked going out to the lakefront and running as fast as I could, right? Like that, you know, there's something really fun about that. And it's gratifying when you finish the run. Um, but one of the things that you, you, you can only, like, if you're going to have a 60 mile week, 65 mile week, you've got to, you've got to run a bunch of slow miles. Like not everything has to be marathon pace or faster, right? Like you've got to just be able to go out there and just log it, it. Yeah. Put it, put in some like slow base run that, that helps right. you build mileage over time and is not going to mess you up, is not going to get you hurt. Right. Um, cause that's. That was another little pitfall for me when I would really start to feel some things. Um, it, it would be like the fifth day in a row of, of probably an unnecessarily hard run. Gotcha. Well, that's been, I think, with the uh, like the official training run starting last week, right out of the gate, one of the things that that was tough was resisting the temptation to do more than what I knew I was supposed to, because I'm also following, you know, there's a schedule. And last, last week, it was three miles on Monday, three miles on Tuesday, but I got out there Tuesday. And a couple miles in, I was like, man, I'm feeling really good. I'll go, (laughs) I'll go one extra. So I ended up running four. But then in hindsight, I I thought, you know, this, that didn't really benefit me in any way. It was just an extra mile that who knows, as as these pile up, like you got to be careful. And so I think that's something that you know, I, I've been thinking about a lot is, is resist the temptation to, to do more than what I need to, or go farther than, than what's being recommended, knowing that as this builds up, I'll get there. It's, I think it's a patience thing. I'm just, I'm eager to like go out and do some long ones, even when it's, it's not time quite yet. So last week was uh, the First official week one of Chicago Marathon training, 18 weeks out. It was kind of cool. I pulled out of here at uh, like 5 o'clock on, on Monday, and Racine was just like filled with runners going, and I knew exactly <laughs> what those people were doing, right? Like all these people are, are training for the marathon too. Um, so apart from that, Jared, how, how did week one go? It went really well. I, I, I felt good. Um, did, like I said, a three mile run of four, another three, and then I ran five on, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd had a couple of times like over the winter where I'd, I'd run like five or six or so, but it, I hadn't done much of, of that distance. It'd been a lot of three mile runs during the winter. Um, so just like getting that distance in felt good. And then finishing, finishing that feeling like I know I can, I can handle more. I felt, felt good like that. I felt very accomplished about because you know, again, knowing that some of these Saturdays, it's the, the mileage is, is going to climb. So right. to not feel like I was dying finishing five miles, <laughs> like that's an accomplishment. It did, definitely did feel good. Uh, I had an interesting experience uh, on Saturday during my long run. And, uh, you know, we're going to have our encounters with, with wildlife. <laughs> I came around a little bend in the path and there was like two trees on either side of me. And as I came through... This hawk just came like right in the middle, huge wingspan, and it was trying to get like all these like little blackbirds, and this thing was like trying to pick them out. I, I was it was like five feet in front of me, and I was like, "This is absolutely freaking metal." And I probably ran a really good mile yeah. after that because like seeing this hawk, like I, I don't think it got anything, at least not while I was there. But I, it was like really freaking close, and we've all had like those birds dive bomb our heads yeah. when we're running through things, oh, yeah. which sucks. Well, I had a um, uh, 
last year, a, a less fun experience, but my first 10 mile run. Um, so this was, you know, I went into it like, Hey, this is a big morning. I'm going double digits for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think it was right around mile seven. I was going through an intersection and there was a guy walking his dog and just the way I kind of tried to go around oh, the guy, no. I must've startled his dog. His dog reached around and, and bit me on the back of the leg. Oh man. Um, and it was a, a good sized dog and I, I was, <laughs> was it a good sized wound. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I still have, I, I won't show it to you now, but I still have a, uh, a, a scar to prove it. But, uh, okay. but yeah, it was like, um, one of those things where I didn't realize how bad it was until afterward. Cause I, I finished running cause I, I felt okay. I was mostly, I think it was the adrenaline of like, you know, what, what in the world just happened? This, this dog came after me. Um, and then got home and my wife saw my leg and she's like, what in the world happened out there? Uh, so not as fun as a hawk. Did you go but, get the uh, rabies shot? Yeah, yeah. Had to, you know, and she helped, you know, keep everything, uh, let, help everything heal. Because then, of course, I was not too far out from the half marathon and, and worried a little bit about, you know, how's my leg going to feel after this? And it was, yeah. it was fine. It wasn't a big deal. But now when I see people's dogs, I... Hawks, dogs, geese. That's what you got to watch for. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I was just going to say, like, they're the not geese. they're not the most dangerous things, but geese are, can I swear on <laughs> here? Yeah. These are such assholes. Like, this is <laughs> they're it, making our beer. This city's, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Goose Island geese excluded. Um, yeah. uh, all other geese, just absolute jerks. Just, <laughs> just absolute jerks. And they'll hiss at you constantly. Like, they're yeah. not the most dangerous thing. I've seen probably a couple of coyotes, like, over the years that, um, are not that scared by you. Right. And I, I remember going on a run one time in Arizona and there was like, I don't know, what is that waterway that goes through like yeah. Phoenix or whatever? And there's like a coyote that just tracked me on the other there's side. There's nowhere water in Phoenix. So I don't know what you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I hated that. I hated having a coyote just like eye me for, you know, a couple miles. I didn't, didn't enjoy that at all. I've seen like maybe one in the city. I did say was meep meep and it would have been fun. <laughs> I had a great week one. I, I, you know, I had a couple uh, short runs mixed in with the long run. I did my first track workout uh, with, with Kara nice. and that was fun. And it was running uh, 200 basically sprints and then, um, you know, kind of a light jog around. So I felt like that kind of helped me with my speed at the later half of the run. So I'm going to do that every Wednesday night. If you're involved in Kara, hit me up. Uh, maybe we can meet up for one of those. And uh, I enjoyed that part of it. So I, I'm really going to enjoy just the actual, I made an entire page in Notion I have, uh, which is a database uh, kind of app for every, anyone who doesn't know. And I have everything labeled and importing all the data. And like I said, I'm kind of like a geek when it comes to that stuff. So uh, week one is good. Week, week two has started well. Um, still mixing in an Orange Theory workout, getting the strength in there as well. So... Oh, that's been fun. So um, I, as we wrap up here, I guess, like, you know, Andy, I, as we have every guest on our show who has been previously runner, like what, uh, I kind of want to hear your general advice for the Chicago Marathon, particularly for people who haven't run it before. Yeah, well, we talked a little bit about, um, again, the fa- I can't stress it enough, like anything that you're going to anything that you're going to do on marathon day, you should try in training and make sure that it's going to work for you. Um, that's probably just as a general piece of advice. That's mm-hmm. as that's as solid as it gets. Um, I will say about Chicago specifically, um, and you and I were, were discussing some of these things uh, pre pod. 
the maybe it's not this way with technology anymore, but the early miles, like your watch is going to screw up, right? Yeah. Like you're going through underpasses and you're between buildings and GPS and the city don't always mix, right? So you're going to look down at your watch and your watch is going to tell you that you just ran a 430 mile. And you're going to be like, that's that's BS. I don't think I did. <laughs> oh my God, what am I, what am I doing wrong here? Roger um, Bannister over here, yeah. Th- this is, yeah, this is where you just have to like, you have to, first of all, trust, trust your own sense of your own effort, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to, like, you'll find a pacing group out there and you'll you'll find your people that are running the pace that you want to be at and it's okay and you'll get out of that you'll get out of that uh scene relatively early in the race i the other thing about chicago at least to me is that um the neighborhoods are clearly great lincoln park is great and old town is awesome and you come by whitney and it's great and the whole track team turns out for it and that's cool Mm -hmm. pilsen is great chinatown it's like it's lovely and then you you will hit the point in the race where like you're in the you're in the toughest miles they are like physiologically the toughest miles right you're yeah. in like 21 22 23 and you're still moving south away from the finish line right um and that th- there can be something mentally challenging that's about like the that, worst right? part of any chicago course even the half marathons all right run three miles down south and then three yes. miles back and it's like i already saw all this shit like, yes yeah. yeah like this is really hard i'm going that way i know the finish line is that way and that's like the one point in the race where like you know you're pretty you're pretty close to the expressway it's it's a little bit industrial there's just nobody out there yeah and the runners aren't talking anymore either because like all that all that boisterous shit that goes on at the beginning and we're all high five and everybody's really happy. Like you're tired. You're, yeah. you're, you're in it. You're in your head. Um, nobody's talking. Um, <laughs> you hear everybody's feet, but that's all you hear. Like there might be the occasional word of encouragement, but yeah. it's pretty quiet on the course and there's not a ton of people down there. So one piece of advice that I would have is like, if your family is going to turn up anywhere, have them turn up there. Like whether they give, they're giving you orange slices, they're handing you a drink, whatever. They're just encouraging you that is where you need it you like it's obviously there are there are practical reasons to have them meet you at the end of the race but you're gonna need them at like mile 21 get back on the red line you'll be fine yeah (laughs) so how much do you one question that i had um i know they have there's gatorade water stations along the way how much do you balance that versus do you carry something yourself what does that look like I'm, for you? I do not run with um, water. Like I don't wear one of those like okay. camelbacks or whatever. Um, and in part because I only sign up for races where I just absolutely stone cold know I'm getting I'm getting drinks every okay. three miles if I need it. Right. Um, I I will say that you should. Um, and I, I think there's. I'm again. I'm not a nutritionist or anything like that. I think there's science behind this. You should just drink to thirst during a race. You don't need to like you don't need to stop at every water station and gulp down like two glasses of like that won't necessarily help you. That can lead to bad things too. Um, you should just, if I'm thirsty, I drink. That's a super simple rule. Um, but it is one of the great things about Chicago and, and the major marathons is that that's never going to be a worry. Like there's going to be electrolytes available to you. There's going to be water available to you. I will take, um, you know, I, I might on it grandma's I'll probably have like five different gel packs with me. There's, there's not a prayer that I'll get all those down. Cause I don't, I don't like eating in the later mm-hmm. stages of a race, but I know, but you have to take the calories with you, right? Like you, your body literally can't contain enough easily accessible calories to get you through a marathon. So you got it. You got to take some with you. So I'll probably, I'll probably manage to choke down three or four of those within the first 16 miles of the race. And so I'm, I'm definitely taking that with me. Are you a listening to music guy or? 
It, I, you know, I was thinking about that when you were talking about how we spend so much of our lives like yeah. in front of screens and all that. I used to be, I used to, every run I would go on, I'd be listening to podcasts. I'd be listening to music. I find that music can make me, um, can, can, Get can be a pace. catalyst for a lot yeah. of mistakes, right? Yeah. Like, Oh man, this is a banger. And all of a sudden <laughs> I've run like a seven fifteen mile when I should definitely not be doing that. Right. Yeah. Like that'll happen. Um, I, I find it really helpful. Um, just even on like training runs. Um, I don't know. It's, it's productive working time for me too. Like I think about things I'm going to write. I think about like, you know, podcast ideas. I think about all kinds of things that have like professional applications while I'm while I'm running. I, yeah, um, I, I think of so many things when I'm running and there's no place to write them down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I Can't do more of that now. It's, it's pretty rare that I run with a, with yeah, a, okay. with a phone even with me now. Interesting. I used to be a big podcast guy while running and you should definitely listen to the CHO marathon podcast yes, while running. For sure. I don't know. I, I, I'm a little bit into music, but there's a lot of times also where I don't like to run with my phone. I just like having my Apple watch. Um, if I can just get out there with the watch you know, because I, I like holding my hands like this, right? That's a big thing. And if you're holding a phone, you can't do that. I don't yeah. like wearing the thing on my arm. So I don't know what I'm going to do for, for the marathon. Jared, do you like listening stuff? I'm definitely a music guy, but I have I have felt that before where there's a, a certain song comes on and I notice my, my pace picks up a little bit, which you can get away with on a short run. It doesn't, yes. yeah. you know, it's not a big deal, but that's that's good to keep in mind for for the longer stuff. Cause I have had, I've gotten the suggestion from others to, you know, some music, but then mix in some podcast episodes, some stuff like that, just to help you mentally with like, cause you can't rely on the adrenaline from a song or something like that right. to, to help yeah. push you through a hump or something. But yeah, most of the time right now, I'm very much a music, music listener. Got another question from YouTube. I feel like running is similar to golf where people are loyal to a specific brand whether it be running shoes or gear, any brands you swear by. Uh, for shoes, I'm an Asics guy. Uh, that kind of has always done well for my my feet. Always makes me feel good. And I think I've worn the same uh, what, 2000 GT, I think, or GT 2000. I've worn those for probably 10 years. Uh, for shirts, I like uh, Nike Dry Fit, and Lululemon makes real lightweight stuff that um, doesn't carry any water, which is awesome. Well, I'm super loyal to the CHGO singlet whenever it's made. Um, I'll, <laughs> Goes only, without saying. I'll only be wearing that. Um, I, I actually, uh, last few marathons I've done in uh, uh, Vaporflies, like the, you know, the Nike super shoe, whatever, the, yeah. the carbon fiber plate thing, all that. Like, if you're going to invest as much time as we invest in, um, in, in running and in training, I don't know. Uh, like, it's an expensive shoe, but the recovery when you wear these things is so much better. Really? Um, okay. the, it feels weird. feels a little bit like you're in a bouncy castle the first time you put them on, but um, the, <laughs> the race experience is so, is so different. The recovery is so different. Yeah. So yeah, I've run in those. Anything you love, Jared? I, I haven't really developed any, any loyalties yet. I've got a pair of Nikes that I run yeah. in now. And for, it is for me, a lot of the, the types of shirts that I like to wear, you know, very much the soft fabric kind of going back to our Something worse earlier. than like yeah. a waterlogged shirt that's just heavy. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a mistake I made very early on and then never again. And <laughs> that waterlogged stuff will, will uh, contribute to chafing, right? So, yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys coming in. The, the journey has started. The journey starts with but, but a single step. And uh, 
off we go. So, Jared, I think you'll be back probably more than a few times. Andy, I may have to call you up for emotional support <laughs> uh, at some point. Good luck at Grandma's. Thank you. I think Thank 340 you. is I love is that there. you guys have launched this. Um, this is going to be just a blast to listen to. Yeah. Thanks to our producer, Sarah, uh, who's on the board today. Sarah's going to get out there next uh, marathon, she said, but not for 2023. Well, I'm actually training for the um, the 10Ks, the Big go. 10 10K. Oh, you're doing that? Yeah, oh, that's awesome. right, you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, so I've been I've been running and like doing all that stuff. I don't necessarily know about a marathon. I'm still one of those people where I am a little scared of that. But I, I, am, I do enjoy running a lot, and I've been training in a sense for the 10K and doing all of that. And... Baby steps. I, I do. Sh- I do have an. I itch. should mention yeah. that. So uh, me, you, and Nick Moriano are running the Big Ten 10K. I think it's on July 15th. I think the 15th. So we'll do a like CHEO meetup there. Yeah, uh, they yeah. have beer afterwards. I ran that with with Andy one year. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna do that now. I wasn't signed up previously, but I'll jump into that. That thing Let's is a go. blast, and the post race party is super fun. It was super fun. I got to uh, the last time I ran it, I got to pose with the Paul Bunyan's axe. <laughs> Wisconsin is not in possession of that now, so I won't be able to do that this. <laughs> which is super freaking sad but yeah i'm hoping though i'm one of those people where it's like one day hopefully in the near future i i really would love to do a marathon i'm just uh yeah I'm baby step I'm we'll get there days well, and then maybe after you produce yeah. 12 episodes of this sarah you're gonna be ready so. I'm, i know i am you might run motivated. this year you might run this year for all we know you might no, get a late oh entry God, no i'm not doing the chicago marathon <laughs> this year no i am in, i'm not in shape for that at all <laughs> no all right well it's been a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to uh, next uh, Tuesday's episode, episode two. We won't be doing this every week, but we've got a kind of a consistent schedule that we'll share with you once we get that um, more hammered away. So uh, until then, this has been the Chicago, uh, CHO Chicago Marathon. Kevin Kadek, Jared Willis, Andy Behrens, and uh, we'll see you next time.